I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And welcome to Apple Talk, where, what do we do again? We deal with technology and psychology and how they intersect in our daily lives with companies. Like Microsoft and Amazon and Apple and Google and Facebook and just how they're affecting our culture, which is a lot, Georgia. It's a lot. They're affecting it a lot. So do you want to start off with Apple versus Epic, or do you want to start off with Facebook versus the universe? I want to do Facebook versus universe, but that's okay. just because I always want to do Facebook versus the universe. I was told, I launched Instagram this morning, and it told me that in order to get better advertising for me, better, more relevant ads for me, but also to ensure that, they, that Instagram could stay free, I should let them track my activity across the web and other apps. Forever. Yes. Forever. Yes, or I might lose the freeness of Instagram. Right. That would be horrible. It's weird to me because, and maybe I have a different mentality, you know, maybe it's my desire to impose my will upon apps. I'm not sure. But I feel like free is not a benefit to me. It's sort of like we're going to let you do a lot of manual labor and then we'll give you the water for free. Well, like the, I, I, I'm of the, the mind of I'll just pay for it then. I see. I'm not I'm that. I'm fine with that. I'm beyond that. No. See, the, the app is really a giant data harvester. That's so true. that should be free. They should be paying us. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you. I yes. absolutely agree with if you, and I might feel differently about that. I might be like, oh yeah, like if I make a piece of what yes. I give in, if you use this app more, you make more money. Uh, I would, I think a lot of people would opt in, but right now the user base of people that are choosing to opt in is about 4%. Yes. They have lost nine, they, their terror, Facebook who has been terrified of yes. this. Rightfully so. Of, of, Rightfully well, no, so. They, they, uh, just, I don't know, what's the right word? Because it's not right. There's nothing right about their terror. Accurately so. Fair, fair. Um, so yes, 4% in uh, the States and about 12% worldwide. Who are these people that are saying yes? I don't know. But um, it's interesting that they tried to use a fear-based marketing technique, which is very effective in politics. This works in politics. When we're talking about our safety and our sanctity, it is exceptionally effective because what happens when we're really scared for things that we care about, which is usually our family, our security, our sa safety, our justice, um, our laws and regulations, it actually turns off the part of the brain that deals with cognitive thought. So we're not thinking when we're scared enough. And so they use this marketing technique of trying to scare us into saying, oh, oh my God, that would be so horrible. Yes, take my data for free. The problem is, is that I don't think, one is I don't think that most people don't believe that it will become something, because like, if they, ha we have to pay for it, less people will, even less people will do it. And then they'll lose even more money so there's no way that Facebook is going to be making people pay for Instagram and for Facebook because then they can't market more of us. And that's they make more money off of marketing off of us than we would be for paying to use the services. So what's the what's the psychology behind that choice? So you 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 launch the app, the pop-up comes up. They have a few lines of text to make their case. What goes through our decision-making process in that moment? Like if so, we're new, like if we're not techies, but we're just we've seen this for the first time. Yeah. So what happens is we go our brain goes through a cost analysis and as long as we are not highly anxious, really, really worried, really angry, um, then we will make a cognitive decision, a based decision on just pros and cons. If we are really scared, we will make a fear-based decision on what will keep us safe. So it kind of wipes out our working memory and that's what they were trying to do. The problem that Facebook made is that 
I don't think that anyone has that strong of a feeling of paying a few dollars to use Instagram or Facebook. So and in so the because basic, of that, in the base one, they don't even mention that. That's like that's the special one you get later. In the base one, it just says, uh, "Will you like? Will provide a better uh, ad experience, experience or a bit yeah. more relevant ads?" And so I'm curious, like. When, when, because they have other pop-ups, like can we use your contacts to help you find your friends? Or can we use the photo things so you can apply filters? Like can we open up your photos so that you can apply filters to them? And I'm wondering like what sort of reward is enough? But also if the state is unchosen, if you can choose yes, no, and nothing is highlighted, is that different than whether it's yes and you could switch it to no, or it's no and you could switch it to yes? And is it different based on like the, like the historical default? Okay, so the first thing is that it is defaulted, at least for me, it was defaulted to off. So I didn't, like, so it would, t it actually takes me effort to decide to turn it on. Most people are not even going to know that it's happening, it's defaulted to off. So the barrier to entry, we have to actually go there and choose to turn on, please track me. No. Mine wasn't off. Mine popped up for me. Okay, so uh, I don't know if I already had something else set to off. That yeah, you made probably turned everything off. off like years ago. Oh, yeah, always, <laughs> always. It was never. Phone was off. Never. Photos yeah. off. <laughs> everything. I don't want you to know anything. Um, so that's already a barrier to entry. And then if you have to go in and each separate application to click, yes, this can track me versus it can't, it's so much easier. There's it's a, a mental cognitive load. And when we talk about cognitive load, that's exhausting for our brain. It's so much easier to just turn off all of them. And if I change my mind, I'll turn one off later. But the thing is, is that no one ever goes back later yeah. to turn anything on. Almost no one changes defaults. Almost never. Yeah. Unless there is something of a huge benefit in it for me to be able to get that. If there is a Snapchat filter that I am dying to apply because it makes me look better, then I'm like, like I actually did at one point, like I was like, oh, those Snapchat filters are so cute. And then I was like, oh. Yeah, and but you were odd because you would, you would go put on the filter, then uh, screen capture it, then go send it do. separately. Oh, I would, I wouldn't use Snapchat. <laughs> I would just use the filter and then take a photo of the filter and then send it through Messenger <laughs> or something. Ridiculous, I, anyways, I got rid of it. But that was, I downloaded it. So I was, I was, you know, that was worth it for me. And in most cases, we're just gonna turn it off. We'll never even know what we are missing out on. And so they have no way to hook us. What they're hoping to do is to grab the people that would already kind of say yes, don't know, click it by mistake. Um, and so this fear-based tech, which I don't think was an effective marketing technique. So what some people suggested was um, to do the opposite. And instead of doing all this fear-based advertising and saying it's hurting small business and that Apple's you know, a tyrant and all this, they should have just let Apple do it and stay quiet. And then inside Facebook flipped on a switch for the worst ads imaginable. And then when you're seeing like these really gross or dumb or stupid ads, then have the pop-up saying, would you like a better, we're sorry about this, but Apple has currently turned off our ability to give you good ads. If you click this button though, you will make sure you have a much better ad experience. I don't think that, that would work either. No. Why? Because we are immune to ads. Now, even like areas that are around the screen, things that pop up, we're not looking at it. We're not paying attention. I flip my phone upside down. I'll wait till the ad is done. I'll look and do something else. That's like that's like the commercial where you go to the bathroom break for me. So well, we I don't were at a think- restaurant. Like we were at a restaurant together before, this is in the before times, yeah, it wasn't before right. the world was ending. Yeah. And we were looking at the menu and I was trying to find the chicken fingers. Right. Um, and I couldn't find them and I couldn't find them. And I 
had, and it was me, your husband, your two kids, um, looking for them, couldn't find them. Eventually, asked a waiter, and he's like, "They're right here on the side." And because it was a sidebar of a different color, my brain treated it as an ad bar, uh, and I just didn't see it. We don't see it. We've yeah. actually trained ourselves to block out advertising. And so, yes, if it takes up the entire screen, but then it annoys us yeah. to a great amount, where we may not use Facebook or Instagram for as long as we would if it was there. And so, I don't think that people would like. I think that if they made it really horribly annoying, it might be entertaining even. Punch the monkey. Right? Um, so I don't think that that would have worked either. I think that if they had gone through and really honestly said, this is how we can give you a better experience, this is our mode of, of activity, you know, this is why we're doing this, you know, please, would it be possible, you know, we really care about your business and you make us be able to make better products, I think more people would say yes. Yeah, it's still it's still disingenuous from Facebook's point of view because they can still track us in all those apps and they have some of the most popular apps on the internet, like Google has some of the most popular apps. It's just they want to track us when we leave those apps as well and that's what we're stopping them from doing. So I'm curious, like from Mark Zuckerberg's point of view, like my, my reaction would be if my product suffers from disclosure and consent, like if I tell people what I'm actually doing uh, and that creeps them out, Maybe I'm doing something wrong and bad, and I should have a better, more optimistic, more disclosable business model. You see, but that's the thing is that that his personality type is never going to do that because he doesn't think what he is doing is bad. Like whenever the bad guy in a movie says, you know, well, I am so evil and I'm doing this and it's horrible for society. I'm like, no, no bad guy believes that. They think they're doing this for justice, for right, for good, for their Darth company. Darth Vader is bringing this order is, to the universe. This is, you know, Thanos, this this makes sense. I'm going to make the world a better place for me or for my kids. or For everyone. And they're, they don't have the same amount of empathy. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of CEOs, a much higher population Founders. than the regular uh, population at large, has very little empathy and a lot of that feeling of, you know, I should be able to make these choices and I know better than everyone else does. In the latest news, uh, Mark Zuckerberg has decided that Facebook's negative image is a result of him not being personable enough on social media. So he's going to take it into his own hands and show up and smile more on social. That's going to be so creepy. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be really, really creepy. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to buy it. And the funniest thing is that when I, when I, um, you know, I see a lot of people during the week. And so it used to be that, like, you know, I've been a, a I'm the OP, like yes. the original o, OC, OG, OG, original person. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm the original person that hated Facebook from the beginning and did not like it. And usually people be like, oh, I like Facebook. Yeah, I you've it, never had a Facebook account. And you didn't post on Instagram until your recent challenge series since 2013 till 2000, no, right. sorry, 2000, yeah, 2013 to 2021, you didn't post on Instagram. No, no, but now I have. So let me ask you, I'm not saying this to be mean at all. Um, well, wait, 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 I was okay. just gonna say it. But now everyone that I speak to is pretty much anti-Facebook. Like, I, it's not working. To you I, don't think, I don't think him smiling is going to be enough. Like, his smile is not that charming. It does not come naturally to his face. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, and I, again, I'm not saying this to be mean, but you know that feeling you get when you're around a predator? When, like, or a machine, like, you know, like, like when people move in an unnatural way, like I found that with Boston Dynamic Robots, yes. like the way they move is not found in nature. And that, that hits something in my nervous system. Right. Uh, and you see that sometimes in like zombie movies or um, some people say that about 
uh, and again, I'm not associating Mark Zuckerberg in this anyway, but some people say that about sociopaths too, that there's like an instinctive response. You're not, you're not saying that. No, but it's, it's like, there's, there is something unnatural about some of these CEOs, and it seems to line up exactly with their feelings of entitlement towards what is ours. Like they, do, like they don't believe it's our data, they believe it is theirs. Everything that they want belongs to them, and how dare we say no? It's yeah. like, how dare we refuse consent? But that's the thing is that we have allowed this to happen, yeah. right? A society as a whole has said passively okay, which then has allowed them to, like it's like ownership is nine-tenths of well, the Well, they law. distracted us with free services. Yeah. Free services. Yeah, and it was the Wild West and they yeah. were able to do it. So they had a huge cash grab and it was very it worked really well for them. But no, he does not have, he is not a, he does not come off as warm, fuzzy, yeah. loving, caring. But that's not going to change the image of Facebook. It comes off like he, like he might have us for dinner. Like we might be with yeah, we might, ship and eat us for we dinner. We might be invited for dinner and we and find we, out we, we are, are the dinner. guest of honor at dinner. Um, but no, he does have it. Like, he does like have a V-vibe is what I'm saying. A V-vibe. A what? A V-vibe. Remember that show V where the visitors came oh and they looked God. like us? But then they started eating us? No, they had more personality, though. They were better. They were be Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Twitter also was interesting because they... So what I wanted to get to uh, previously was Instagram will pay creators. Like, and they've got new creator funds. Like, your creators can have stores now. They're going to do some revenue sharing with creators. Um, Twitter just announced tip jars. Uh, it had a bad side effect that because it was attached to PayPal, if you tipped somebody, they got your address. Yeah. Because apparently nobody thought to test for this before deploying the product. Yikes. But they're, they're, they're sort of carving out people who get them the most engagement and saying, we'll pay you. When I kind of think it's the result of the millions of people giving them engagement and there should be some sort of financial incentive for everybody powering their platform. Which sounds great, except they'll only do that when they have to. Yes. Because that means it's money out of their pockets. And they're not here to be benevolent um, yes. platforms. They're there to try to grab as much money as they can as quickly as possible. And so I, I understand why, but it, it leaves us with this bad taste in our mouth. So how do we, how do people handle this, George? Like we see all these pop-ups. We're a little bit fatigued by them. We don't always understand what they mean. But now everybody's talking about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's making us feel guilty about small businesses. Um, you know, Instagram is telling us how to have to pay for it. Those pop-ups are still coming. How do we just as people process this? How do we decide what to do? I just turn it all off. I'm not kidding. Just turn it all off. There. That's the, the easy nope, answer. Nope, nope, Go nope, into nope, 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 nope. your friends, your families, your ask them first. Don't touch their tech without asking them. Consent. Ask them, can I do that? Yes. Ask, can I do this for you, please? So that these creepy apps are not going to... And then just turn them all off. You can always choose to turn them on if you want to later. But again, this info... Again, it, that makes it so much easier because there's no information overload. But there are times where, like, you know... You, they're trying to burn you out, right? Whenever, um, you know, YouTube shows all of these ads, then they say, oh, you want YouTube premium? Then we'll get rid of these ads. Pay us and we will stop making you pay us yes. for watching ads. So you know like when it's the holidays and you can once again visit families and you would normally turn on their TV and remove motion smoothing oh, so that Avengers would so never creepy. look like soap operas again. Oh, I hate motion smoothing. At the same smoothing. time, yeah. Why is that ever on? Can I just ask? Who ever thought about turning on motion smoothing? It looks like a horrible it's a whole other documentary. Show. We'll have to do a show on that. Oh, so you hate turn off that. motion smoothing, you delete anything owned by Mark Zuckerberg or Rupert Murdoch, uh, and then you say no to anything that wants to track you, either physically or digitally. Yes. Yes. I think that's my advice for a better, happier, 
uh, user experience, life, and a small chance of humans surviving the the Apocalypse. next great filter. And and you can always you know keep on again talking about that. Don't use it, and then maybe who knows? They'll have to change their way of uh, doing business. Yeah, or at least their attitudes. So. Um, also in the news, Apple versus Epic week one has taken place. I, can I just say I love um, this uh, judge? Yes. I'm going to get her name wrong, Judge Rogers. Because that's such a hard name she, to say. No, her lo- her, she has a longer name, and okay. I know I'm going to get like large swaths of it wrong. Okay. But uh, she is so smart. Like there's sometimes you get the impression like a judge doesn't know anything about technology or about the industry, uh, or they're influenced by what they see on social media or on the worst of cable news. And she seems to like really understand this, but also have zero tolerance for the lawyers. And she just chastises them. And it is so, and I, I don't have a version with lawyers, but I have an aversion with dumb lawyery, yep. like law- lawyering. Um, I'm sure there's a Devin Stone video on this, a legal Probably. video that we can yeah. watch. But she just like, no, not today, Satan, both sides. And it's, yes. it's beautiful. And, and they did, like Epic especially, really went out to try to grab public opinion in hopes that, and, and you can see the pressures being a single person that's at the head of a very large case with people that get very heated because people get very angry about their technology. People have already made camps. Um, this is bigger than uh, Twilight, um, you know, are you on team? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, God. Hell. You're going to make I me totally... think of Twilight again? Sorry. I, like, they sparkle. Team Burton, Team Ernie? Vampires don't sparkle, by the way. They just, they don't. Like, Dracula didn't sparkle. And Nosferatu didn't sparkle. Maybe they did. They Lestat, just didn't talk about Lestat it. Lestat did that's not why, sparkle. That's why they were never seen in the light, because it wouldn't be scary. No, because they would immolate. They no, would burst no, into flames. No, that's what they said. That's what they wanted you to believe. Was it Edward or Edgar Snowden? Edward. Snowden? No, Edward, Edward. Snowden was a different person. It's not, it's not he Snowden. He did not sparkle. sparkle. Was Edward Snowden in Twilight? No, no. It no, no, was okay. Edward and... Oh, now I have to look it up. Vampire versus Werewolf. You're actually looking up... Jacob, thank you. I did. I had to look it up. Um, I had to. Eh, oh, well, I'm sorry. All the Twilight people are going to be really In revenge for making me. you watch every pitch meeting for Twilight. I like those. Those were great. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. So, yeah, so they were trying to make their camps, but that gives a lot of pressure. <laughs> Small interlude. Um, that gives a lot of pressure to the judge. Yeah. And if public opinion is strongly upon one side, the hope is that then the judge will feel persuaded to give better siding to that area the coverage will be like the thing that like epic planned this for so much longer than anybody expected it was like years in the making and when they asked tim epic uh tim sweeney there's tim epic and tim apple tim sweeney of epic about this he's like well we were going against these giant companies and this would be you know we're, we're fighting for little businesses no it's a billion dollar companies fighting against trillion dollar but companies that's what they had said yeah that they were doing it for the little guy well so Turns out not so much. Like they were negotiating with Apple for another appearance at WWDC at the same time that they were planning this thing which they knew was gonna infuriate Apple. And they were saying that it was about um, small. And the thing is, founders are the best. Like CEOs are usually hired because they're the mature adult in the room. And like Tim Cook is very stable. Steve Jobs was a firecracker. Yeah, but but yeah. Tim Cook, really stable. Elon Musk is a firecracker. Um, you know, but like, and Tim Sweeney, Firecracker, because the things he said on Twitter turn out not to match what he said in the when his own lawyer. Like it wasn't even Apple's lawyer. Like they weren't even Perry they were Mason. on his side. And, he, and this was like, his defense. And they're like, if Apple had offered, like, because in the in the Twitter, he's like, we're not in this for us. We're in this for all the small developers. Yeah. We're fighting for you, Epic's lawyer. Would you have taken a sweetheart deal if you would have been offered one? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh-huh. the lawyer goes. 
Okay. Apple's a monopolist. Apple's evil. I'm like, what kind of phone do you use? Oh, I use an iPhone because it has better security and privacy. Yeah. That's what you're trying to break. You're trying to break the security model on the iPhone. Um, and, and there was one other thing. Uh, and then they were asking him like about V-Bucks and like how much money he makes. And he's like, well, I want to make more money on V-Bucks. And the judge is like, I'm not sure I like the idea of you making impulse purchases to kids easier. You know, and he's like, I'm all about convenience. It was so, and Apple got plastered too. Like Apple couldn't define a video game. And I don't understand how Apple's been in business for this long, and they're trying so. Who did they, who did they ask? Who was answering the question? There were, on what there is were the various people. I forget it. the vice president's name, but okay. they were basically asking because Apple keeps saying, like, this is the thing. It's like, and Devin legally goes has this too. Don't say anything. Like, don't talk. Don't go in front of cameras. Don't give interviews. Just say nothing. But like Apple, Tim Cook kept saying, we treat all developers. The same. the same. It's consistent. And they don't. Everyone knows they don't. And it doesn't make business sense to treat them all the same. It's like Walmart can't treat someone who makes them three doilies the same as they can make treat their biggest pro like their biggest packaged goods. Like they're they're treating Procter and Gamble really differently than they treat the person who makes them three artisanal shawls. That's just business. It's but that's what it is. And Apple's like trying to say that we treat them all differently. But no, Apple can't treat the biggest studios in the world the same way they treat an indie developer or like Netflix the same way they treat. It's because th those are like more peer-based relationships. They can push back much, hard, much harder and there's much better benefit to Apple in those relationships. So like denying the basic rules of business and also like a lot of the media coverage is apparently ignorant of the basic rules of business. But so Apple's saying we treat them all the same and then it comes out they gave like Netflix a sweetheart deal. They gave Zoom the Sweetheart API. They gave, uh, like Hulu had permission to do something that nobody else. And they, Amazon had the Sweetheart deal. And we're like, we, we knew this. It makes total sense. Why deny it? Because I don't think that they believe that the judge or the lawyers will do all of their, their due diligence to look into what they say. I think that a lot of companies get away with getting to say anything. And often they're just talking to just regular people and we don't really know what's happening until you actually sift through all of the numbers and take a look and most of these deals are kind of you know you know you're there there's non-disclosure and they're rooms. not supposed <laughs> to talk about it and you know they're they're having you know it's like zuckerberg and, and tim cook having supper together like these are sneaky little tiny ways of trying to make side options open that no one else will even know about. And I think that people don't think that anyone was ever gonna find out about these deals that they have or do the research to be able to find out about them. So they get away with saying it so much that often they believe it. So let me just go into that for a second. Yes, Anything, anything that you say to yourself, enough times you will believe as true. I'm not even kidding. I'm you, smart and handsome. You. <laughs> I'm smart and handsome. <laughs> so, so, so if you say it enough, no matter what it is, even if it's a bold-faced lie and you keep on telling it to yourself, the part of your brain, the limbic part, which is the middle part of your brain, it's the lizard part of your brain, whatever you want to call it, will read-write it into like a hard drive and that becomes who you are. So if you say it enough, you believe this. And so you go off and like they've said it so many times that it just rolls off the tongue and it feels wrong to say the truth because the truth isn't the truth to you. Now, I don't think that they don't know. I think in this case, Apple fully knows that they've yeah. made sweetheart deals. But it's the Facebook thing, like, like Facebook saying we're fighting for small businesses. Apple saying we're giving a fair shot at smaller developers and that's just not how business works. It's, no. a, it's the same lie. No. And the worst part is that I think that most people would understand them saying like, listen, this is dependent upon how much business you give me. That if you're going to buy whatever, a thousand apples from me, 
I would be giving you a lower price than if you buy three apples yes, from me. That's how that business works. makes sense. And I think that if they stated that from the beginning, I don't think anyone would have had pushback against this. But then they come off and saying, no, everyone, I sell the apples to the same price to everyone. And everyone's like, well, yeah, but Apple guy over here said something differently. It's like after watching Rebel uh, Rogue One on Star Wars and you see Darth Vader watching Princess Leia fly off with the plans, and then you rewatch the original Star Wars movies and she's like, I'm an ambassador. And he's like, no, you're gaslighting me. I saw you. You saw me see you. I killed all your people. You got in a little, in a little spaceship. You flew off. I followed you here. I saw you see me following you. Now you're denying it. It's like, it feels like gaslighting. It feels a little bit like gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the trial, like most people, most observers seem to think Apple's gonna win this just based on like, the other thing, like the definitions are interesting because any market is, is like up to, like is Apple a monopoly? Well, in terms of global share, no, because Android is way more popular. In terms of US share, it's about 50-50. In terms of US teenage share, they have a, they have a majority of that market. In the case of iPhones, yeah, in terms of iPhones, they have 100% market share. They have the full monopoly. Oh, but that's like Tim Apple was also saying previously that uh, almost everyone charges a 30% rate. It's like the standard in the industry. It goes up or down, but like Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, Sony, all of these. And originally, Tim a Apple said that he feels that's different. T Tim, Tim Apple, not Tim Apple, Apple, Tim Epic, Tim Sweeney said that, <laughs> I'm getting too many Tims, said that he felt that that was okay because they, sell, they, they generally sell their consoles at a loss and they do more partnership deals with you and he, he feels like supporting them more. But like, feels like is not what you get to do to the final market. And I think the judge called, like, sort of made that clear as well. And then on stand, he was like, yes, Nintendo and Sony and Xbox all charge us the same thing. And then they found like a bunch of email from him to Microsoft saying like, I'm really gonna screw Apple over on this one. And like, like don't put it in writing. That's the other thing Devin Hoy says. Don't talk, don't do interviews. Don't put stuff in emails. It's like, you're so careful not to say anything out loud and then you detail your entire sinister plan in an email. Right, and think that someone's not gonna share that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it, it, uh, I forget what it was because I'm not up on US politics, but this person who was asking for a pardon wrote down all the crimes he committed when he was asking for the pardon and didn't get the pardon. And, and this now, was not to the lawyer that he gave it to. No, don't do that. Don't no, do that. No, like, don't do that. Yeah, uh, I'll link to Devin's video, but yeah, don't say anything and don't, don't put things in email. It's a good rule, period. And Apple was doing that too. Like they were discussing stuff. Like Phil Schiller said, you know, after we've made a billion dollars in profit on the App Store, should we be lowering the rate? Because Tim, uh, Steve Jobs originally said that the App Store should run like just over, like they shouldn't lose money on it. It should run just over break even. But yeah, when you start a billion making two, dollars is about yeah. break even for them, for the App Store. It's yeah. about a billion. Well, I mean, like that, that was profit at that point. That was like over. <laughs> I know, I'm just being facetious and yeah but I mean like they, they had all these conversations and then people can just point to well you said you never discussed this but here's like eight reams of email with you discussing this yeah yeah uh, so so even if Apple wins though does Apple lose yeah because there's different things there's the law and then there's what the law will be and they're being investigated by both the Department of Justice the US Senate and Congress God help all of us and the EU God help the universe uh, because these people while some of them are tech savvy all of them are are pandering political psychophants uh, who just want to appease their their bases, which are seldom uh, well versed in these in these issues, and so they're they're gonna face some sort of regulatory antitrust. And that that scares all of these big companies is the yes. word regulation. And it makes me like 
kind of angry. And maybe you can explain this to me. Like, I'm angry that these companies, because it was so wicked obvious this was going to happen, and they could have made several strategic small losses along the way that would have totally mitigated, prevented some potential really big losses from this regulation. I don't know if that's true, though. Because I think that they probably feel that they're going to go in, take as much as they can. They're just going to grab as much as they can, get that cash grab. And the regulations, they're slow. They usually take forever to roll out. And they're going to try to find whatever loopholes they can so they can still do whatever they want to do and not have to do either. And I think that they feel that they would have lost more because in the end, it's just cost analysis, right? They would still lose more if they did something now and they were proactive versus waiting until if they get regulated and if they can kind of, you know, donate enough money to this person or that person so that they're not going to come down that hard on them and they get a little tiny slap on the hand. Yeah, but I think you've got to weigh what the what the EU and the US believe are political points. I don't think they were points. expecting the EU. I think but the, the EU, EU is always, the EU is like, they're the ones who did like the browser balloting, which destroyed, like, we're going to make it so that people have an alternative to Internet Explorer and it just makes Chrome the default. Like, like, like they destroyed the entire market. We're going right. to protect Sleipnir and, and uh, Fenris, these, these, these artisanal Scandinavian um, uh, browsers. web browsers, but they, now like the Opera rendering engine is gone. The Internet Explorer lost two rendering engines. Like everybody uses WebKit or Chromium now. I don't think they foresee the consequences of their largely technologically ignorant yeah. uh, regulations, and that worries me. Because like one of the things that I see is there are a bunch of people. Like, like a lot of the coverage of this is really not empathetic to the mainstream. Like, nerds want what they want, and they don't think about the consequences. And we had, like, a caller on MacBreak Weekly. Uh, Leo's doing callers now. Huh. And we were talking about our, like, Alex talking about the developer's point of view. Andy was talking about, um, you know, some of the, the comparisons between two ecosystems. Uh, and this, this person called in and said, look, I just want to download an app. It was scary before. It's easy on my iPhone. I don't want to lose that, and I'm terrified I'm going to lose that. And I think, like... Um, some people say we need more competition on Apple, but Apple and Google already let you choose how much control you want. Like, do you want a company that's treating it like a console or do you want a company that's treating it like a computer? Right now you can choose between the two, but if they both become the same thing, you've removed a, a mechanism of choice for mainstream consumers. Hmm. And I don't think we're, sim we're sympathetic. It's like the same people who say the iPad should be a better nerd computer. Like, we have all the other computers. We have the PC. We have... Like the, we have Android, we have Windows, we have the Mac, and like th all they have is the Chromebook and the iPad, and we want to take that away from them. I think it's a lack of empathy on our part. Well, I think also a lack of understanding. Yeah, yeah, we just want more. It's like, it's shiny, I want that too. I have all my things, okay. but I will I take do. your I things. I want that, yeah. I want that too. Yeah. Anyway, so where do you think this is going to go? I, I think that in the end, Apple's probably going to win, but I think that they're not going to want to get legislated and I think that they're not going to want to end up having to go to court again because let's be honest the lawyers are the only ones that win when anyone goes to court um good luck Devin um but what ends up happening is that it does sway public opinion to be like huh maybe like I think that they like that no one really questioned the way that the app store run the developers did but not many people mainstream questioned the way that the app store was run and now people are starting to question it and ask and say maybe this could be more fair why just because everyone does it should this be right and that i think apple might want to get ahead of more so well that along with you know regulation yeah yeah absolutely so 
If you are watching this on Nebula, we have one more bonus segment coming towards you. If you are not watching this on Nebula, you totally should be because there's no ads, no sponsorships, and you get that bonus segment. And you can just go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. You can sign up there. You get both Curiosity Stream's award-winning documentaries and series and all of our content. And we've got MKBHD on Nebula now as well. Yeah, awesome. um, so many great creators, ad-free, sponsor-free, often with bonus segments, all for 15 bucks, less than 15 bucks US a, a year. I keep saying month because I can't even believe it. I know. It's less than $15 a year, less than the, a, a pizza. A dollar and a bit a month. Yes, it is redonkulously good value. And I don't make up words lightly. So just go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. Like you stole that word. Probably. Probably. It's, it's, it's from Bolt. It's so good. It's so good. Check it out. Uh, and if you're leaving us now, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can find, you can send me an email, georgia at westmouththerapy.com. You can check out uh, youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. And I'm on Twitter, Georgia underscore Dow. I need some videos from you. I need videos on how to re-enter society when the world stops ending. Oh, that might be a good one. Yeah. That might be a good one. I see yeah. people like in, in mosh pits in like movies and I'm like, oh, you're too close. You're too close. I know. And I haven't thought of going back is, to restaurants yeah. and bars and planes. I just, I need something. And Georgia. touching everything. It's going to be weird. Because like none of the movies prepare you. The movies end with the zombie apocalypse. They don't end with like the return of civilization. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be an exciting movie, but <laughs> All right. no one would watch that. The next of us, not the last of us. The next of us. The yeah. repopulating. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you can find me at Renee Ritchie on Twitter or YouTube.com slash Renee Ritchie. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next episode.